Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. I'm Sev. And I'm Cheyenne. Class is now in session, and today we are covering the topic of living with your partner. Now, we did get a question about why gays do this so easily, which we did an entire episode about. You can go catch that in the U-Hauling episode, uh, but... I mean, Cheyenne, you live with your partner. I live with mine. Mm-hmm. So have you ever lived with a partner? I actually have never lived with a partner. So it's good. Just wait. Just wait. Don't rush it because it's like yeah. not good if you rush it. I, I, when I said it was good. Alone. I mean, don't rush into it because <laughs> like, it sucks when you're in that. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, in preparation of moving in with somebody someone did ask what questions should we ask each other ahead of time to get on the same page I was reading this book and the the couple in the book like rushed to get married and they were like they went and they eloped and they were flying home and the girl was like I wonder if he'll want to have kids with me one day and I'm like you just married this man and you You should ask him any type of question about anything so like it's I like fucking like, love is blind they don't ask each other yeah. anything yeah you should and know it's like your it's... partner's stance on abortion before you are getting married to them like <laughs> yeah, before you, you write out of the pod you should know that people. shit mm-hmm. so i just and you should at least know like are you a morning or a night person are you clean yeah. or neat like the basics mm-hmm. yeah that's what so when you make these and i would just you know comparing marriage to moving in is a lot but it is a big step <laughs> And I feel like there's a lot of stuff you got to know about the person you're moving in with, especially Mm -hmm. if you're like signing a lease with them. So what kind of questions? I mean, how stable are you financially and will we ever be at risk of getting evicted? (laughs) Right. And like, (laughs) what? how much do you want to like split the finances? Like, are you going to pay all Mm -hmm. of the utilities and I'm going to pay for the groceries? Are we going to split everything 50-50? Like, you got to kind of talk about that stuff to you know make it fair or if it's not going to necessarily be fair to talk about that as well um so one person doesn't have a different expectation I also think a good thing to talk about is what chores do you like doing or don't mind doing and what do you hate doing um like my me and my girlfriend like she likes to cook I don't like to cook but I will do the laundry the dishes whatever uh so I do that stuff and then she cooks our meals so like that works out well but maybe you both like to cook or maybe neither of you like to cook or neither of you like to do the dishes like you got to kind of right figure out a balance with those things yeah I would say you also need to know pet peeves like what's going to bother them the most is Mm -hmm. it dishes in the Mm -hmm. sink is it wet towels Mm -hmm. on the floor and you have to make a conscious effort if some of those things are things you know you do to maybe Mm -hmm. not do that with your partner (laughs) I also think you have to talk about how much space you each want um, like not even just what kind of place you're going to get, but like, are you sharing a bathroom? Are you sharing a bedroom? You know, how close of quarters are you going to be in? Cause that's something you have to determine before you, you know, find the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And also another thing I thought of is like, you have to kind of figure out who is maybe the lighter sleeper. Maybe neither of you are, maybe you both are, but you got, you have to kind of like work with the schedules around that and like me and my girlfriend are basically on opposite sleep schedules so it's like nice (laughs) but kind of sucks at the same time um but you have to be a little like more cognizant in those early hours of sleeping like for me I like 
when she wakes up in the morning, that's like kind of right when I've gone to sleep. So she has to be a little bit more quiet at that time than towards like the end of my sleep cycle. Um, and like when she goes to bed at 9 p.m., that's when I'm, I try to be a little bit more quiet because, you know, she just fell asleep. I don't want to ruin her whole night of sleep. So like little things like that, I think are important. Um, chores, finances, those are like the main things. I don't know if I can think of any other no, I good think that's things a good to list. Yeah. So Gina, you just mentioned this, uh, but someone said that they don't sleep well with others. How common is it to have a separate bedroom and should separate bedrooms be normalized? Let, I am. Yes, I'm the biggest advocate for separate bedrooms and I've had it with more than one partner. So I've lived with mm -hmm. a couple different partners and one of them, we shared a room and it did feel like we were very much on top of each other. And it was a lot of trying to fit his stuff into my space. And then my ex-girlfriend and I had our own rooms in, she had a big house. And so I just mm -hmm. took a room over, which was also nice. Like you mentioned different sleep schedules. That was something that both my ex and then my girlfriend, ha uh, we, I have to deal with, with them having different sleep schedules. My girlfriend works overnights. And so she's asleep a lot during the day. Mm -hmm. That's one reason to have a separate bedroom, but even if it's not a bedroom, I think you have to have separate spaces where you can hang out and chill something mm -hmm. that you get to decorate and they get to decorate. Like having your own space is so important. And so if you just mesh everything, and I think sometimes hetero couples are the most guilty of this, where they'll move in and kind of one person, usually the woman's like decorations, which kind of like take mm -hmm. over everything, which is then I think why there's that whole thing about like, the man rooms. cave exactly. yeah exactly and she shed oh, exactly so and that's honestly yeah. what they're finding though is that they need their own space because that mm -hmm. is a human just thing you need space that's yours mm -hmm. and so I think it should be normalized I will always want my own room but we just have sleepovers every night like we still sleep in mm -hmm. each other's beds it's just like hey do you want to sleep in your room my room there's pros and cons to sleeping in both of our rooms but like I don't know. That should be normal. I love yeah. it. You've never been in a situation where you're like arguing with your partner, like not arguing, but like, you know, one of you is sleeping in your room more than the other person's. And it's like kind of like a contention point. Like, I don't know. Oh, we fought about this, but it's not contention, but mostly okay. because I'm not like that mad about it. But I do tell okay. her all the time, like, why do you hate sleeping in my room? But her room, <laughs> her bed is bigger. Her room is darker. Like there are pros and cons to it. Yeah. And right now that it's winter, her room's the warmest. So I don't mind sleeping. Yeah. It would hurt my feelings if I never want to sleep in my room. I'd be like, why? Why don't you like it? Why can't you like it? I had it to here? ask. I had to ask why for sure. Cause yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And she was like, well, you eat in your bed. You let the dogs in your bed. Your room is brighter. <laughs> your room is cool. And I was like, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. And yeah. I do. I understand. I, that's so, honestly like, rules in her bed that don't happen in my bed. The dogs are that's literally honestly right like a big thing, like eating in bed. Like my ex hated that I ate in bed. So like I'm having separate beds, that's right like a pro for separate beds because like I love to eat in bed I eat in bed, bed all is my the time place to eat. this is a pro bed eating podcast yeah it fucking yeah. is I when my girlfriend and I first started dating I literally was like I have to tell you something and she was like what and I was like I like to eat in bed and she was like I do too and I was like oh yeah Ooh. we're perfect Such <laughs> because like in the past it's side. like yeah, in the past, That's her it's been like an, an issue. Um, but yeah, I'll, like so, dance in my girlfriend's like doorway with chips to like eat the last couple before I like in the bed. Yeah, and then, like, walk oh, towards her room. Yeah, 
That's so nice of you for respecting those boundaries. Speaking of boundaries, are there any other space boundaries that you think uh, could be or should be established or how could they be established? What do we think? Uh, Here's the biggest one I mentioned this beginning bathrooms. Like, Mm. are you going to share a bathroom? And if you are, who's going to like your shower time, your poop time, you're getting ready time. I smoke in my bathroom. So like, Mm. I need that. I need my getting high in my bathroom time. (laughs) That, but honestly, some people have different boundaries around using the bathroom. And so you really need to figure out like, are you comfortable with this? Where's the line? Can we poop with the door open? Mm -hmm. I'm a pro pro open door person, but I know that's not. (laughs) I am really bad. And I used to make my ex-boyfriend sit in the bathroom with me while, while I pooped and like chat with me. (laughs) Like I do like, I'm lonely. Come yeah. spend time with me. Um, like I don't do that now, but now I, I want some. I want some mystique, some privacy. Um, gotta keep my allure. But <laughs> you and uh, and Joey King don't poop in front of each other. Yeah, we're just starting to fart in front of each other. Not that we're like against it, but like I wasn't for the longest time. And she was like, "Do you ever fart?" And I was like, "I do, <laughs> just like not when you're around. Like I get all my farting done while she's like sleeping or at work, and then like the oh six hours that we're at, that's my like, farting together, hours. <laughs> then I then I just hold it. But also, I've just like noticed like that's when I seem to have to fart the least. Um, just like I don't know, that's when general, my body wants to do the least. So it's like hours. a it's like a good timing. Yeah, but I'm like. Yeah starting to fart in front of her a little bit more after we've lived together for like seven months but (laughs) and she like loves it because she was like oh we're like you're comfortable with me and I'm like it wasn't that I wasn't comfortable (laughs) with you before um oh this is one of our questions actually exactly what we're talking about how close is too close sitting with them while they poop so you just broke the fart boundary how far is too far I I don't necessarily want to sit with someone while they poop or vice versa I guess like if I'm locked in a bathroom with someone I would or like I don't know like we started peeing in front of each other very early on but like I guess it depends. Like I said, with my ex-boyfriend, my I did. But also, I was with him for five years, and like he was a man, so I didn't care as much. So it just yeah. depends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not like, against, it. especially as me dating men too. Like I would never yeah. want to be in the bathroom when a man pooped. No, but like <laughs> just <laughs> it's not fun. Think about that. It's like, not fun at I all. forgot. I haven't lived with a man in a long time, y'all. Yeah, no. Okay, moving on from the poop discussion. Um, <laughs> how much alone time is a normal amount to expect when you're cohabitating? I think you're going to have to ask for what you want because that's going to be different for different people. Like, mm-hmm. And it also, I, like something for me that's really hard is that if we have different schedules, then whenever we are able to both be home and hanging out, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel really guilty if I want alone if time I'm, during yeah. that time. I, I feel the And same. I have to really communicate, like, I love you. And I know, like, we could do this. I'm just going to spend one hour doing this. And then I, like, I have to really, I don't know, excuse, like, make excuses. Yeah. But I shouldn't. I should just be able to be like, I'm going to work yeah. on this for an hour. And I'll talk to you after. And I'm sorry. No, I, don't know. I literally feel the exact same way. Earlier, I was, like, finishing up work that I had to do. And my girlfriend was, like, home from work and, like, wanted to have sex. And I was, like can't right now I have to do this but I like, like I felt so guilty yeah. yeah like even not as even soon as like I sex, could, even I... just like when she's like you want to sit yeah. here with me and I'm like I yeah can't. 
And I'm like, I can't. I mean, I try to like do as much as I can next to her, but like sometimes sometimes you can't. And it's just like, yeah, I feel so guilty if I can't, but also like it's good to have, you know, that space. And like I said, me and my girlfriend are on different schedules. So it's kind of nice. I get my alone time when she's at work or sleeping. Um, And then when she's home, I can spend time with her. But then if there's stuff that I like need to do when she's home, I feel guilty because I'm like, I had all this time to do my shit that I had to do. And I should be spending time with her, but yeah. So you kind of have to figure out the balance with that and it can be a little tricky at times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of on like that same subject of like having your separate time and alone time and stuff, someone asked, how do you not just become codependent? Which I think is an interesting like parallel to that whole, how do you have your own alone time versus how do you not become attached to this person at the hip? What do you guys think? Setting boundaries mostly. Mm-hmm. yeah prioritizing like other things like your own things that you have going yeah. on or like hanging out with other people hanging out with family friends um yeah. and then like I think the separate rooms or just like spending time apart or even time up like when you're uh, with someone doing separate things but you're like in the same room but you're like doing your own thing still like I feel like there are ways to like get around the codependency but still like prioritize your own free time but also I am a very codependent individual so I don't know if this is the best advice no I think that you I like I actually knowing you and knowing how codependent you can be like knowing how you can do that kind of stuff I think you're really good at like setting those boundaries like you said your girlfriend was home earlier and you were like no I have to get my work done like you're good at setting Mm -hmm. those boundaries and understanding and like you're good at also making sure you have that time with your friends like you and I we have been trying to do more stuff just us you know like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is important and I think you're really good at like remembering to do it yeah and I'm, I'm working especially on it. yeah and it's a balancing act really yeah. yeah I think as long as you're aware that you have those tendencies and then you're working actively to like mm-hmm. make sure I don't slip into time, pattern. that other kind of stuff yeah I think it's yeah. I think it's good Thank you for the validation. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. So we got another question. How do you live together while in an open relationship? I know my girlfriend and I are not monogamous, but we don't like do things separately at the house or anything like that. So I don't feel like I have a good answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't really, you know, one, have never been in an open relationship Two. I've never lived with a partner, but I have, there's this couple that keeps coming up on my TikTok and I wish I remembered what they call themselves and I wish I remember their account name, but basically they do little skits about being poly in a relationship living together. (laughs) And like the girl has a crush on the apartment manager. So like when the apartment manager comes by, the boy is like, I'm going to go into the other room. And she's like, why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. And he's like, because I don't want to get involved between you two. Like, it's just like these silly little skits about like living with your partner and stuff Mm -hmm. that has, uh, like I said, I've never been in that situation, but it gives me like a little bit of insight to that. And I'm assuming if you are in that situation, it might be like good advice and stuff because they are kind of outlining how to do it. Even though it's like silly jokes, they are like outlining how to do it in a healthy way. And then also other, not even like advice, but other things I've heard from people I know who are in open relationships, they're like, they have rules to it. Obviously we've talked about this before and like the rule to like not bring the person back to the house Mm -hmm. is one that I've heard is pretty common. Just like just an easy way to like not make things blurry and different and weird. So yeah. 
yeah when I was non-monogamous I was like 20 21 and with a man and he didn't really care which I've talked about before he didn't really care about anything nor did I know like what real rules to like talk about with him so I like have been non-monogamous since then with a woman I dated um, but we didn't live together so obviously our rules like the structure of everything looked different um but yeah with him I don't think I had like the knowledge that I have now to like implement certain rules or like have more open communication about things um but at the same time he just like didn't really give a fuck so I did have people over a lot not a lot but like Mm -hmm. um I did like try to go elsewhere but also I did have people over and like me him and my ex-girlfriend would like hang out and watch American Horror Story on Wednesdays so like it just depends I know people who uh, are in open relationships who are totally okay with people being in their home some of who even have kids and that's Mm -hmm. just going to be situational And maybe it even is dependent on the person, like the hookup person. Like maybe it's different when you're hooking up with this person versus that person. Um, But it's like, it's more like it's your space. So it's up to you and your partner if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the communication's open and you guys are talking about it, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, there there aren't like set, there's no set advice I could give because there's no set rules. Like as long, whatever, it's whatever you two are comfortable with. And yeah. Yeah, like when I I know when I was with my one of my more recent exes and we were non-monogamous, I like l- spent hours looking up different like rules and like just like things that you should have conversations about going into a non-monogamous relationship. And I like compi- compiled a huge list of things that were important to me and brought it to her. And I wanted to talk about it with her and we talked about it. Um, but I was like telling my girlfriend earlier today that like once we, you know, had those rules set like I was like you need to put it in your dating app bios that you are non-monogamous like you can't just like fuck someone and then be like oh by the way I have a girlfriend like you need to let them yeah. know up front and like yeah. communicate That's not fair so to that other to, person like, either yeah exactly so like yeah. I like had to say like what I was comfortable with for myself but also like with that other partner and then if you're living together that obviously adds in a new layer what you're comfortable totally. with your partner doing what your partner or, or comfortable or. with the other people doing like what you're comfortable doing um and for me I didn't want her to like spring that on people because even if I wasn't like physically around I didn't want to be like that person like looming in the background like I wanted it to be I don't know a, oh, a totally makes sense situation so yeah 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 so on that note I think this is a good time for a break we will be right back with more uh questions And we are back with more questions and more answers. I like this question and I feel like Cheyenne has a good answer for it because I think that her and Joey King have a good system. How can we figure out chores? <laughs> we both feel like we're doing more. I've heard you guys talk about your chore split and I think you have it worked out. Well, mm-hmm. Gina, you've never told me about your chore split. So I yeah, don't know what's your chore? But I know about your schedule look like. So here, hold on. My thoughts? girlfriend just walked in. Hey, babe, do you feel like we evenly split the chores in the house? No. Uh, what? Who do you think does more chores? This is going to be hilarious. We get in a fight right now. Michaela. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our roommates. <laughs> Okay, That's but out of you two, who does true. more chores? Out of the two of That's us, funny. who does more? I do. <laughs> you do more chores. Fascinating. Okay, we were not trying to start anything today, Gina. <laughs> it was the last time you washed one of your dishes that you brought home oh from work. Oh my gosh. 
There they go. So you know what, everybody is... thinks that they're doing more moral of a story. No, this is, I was going to say, this that is, is so funny because my friends who I was living with in California, I was living with a couple, if you guys didn't know. And it was so funny because they would always be like, who's doing more dishes? And it mm-hmm. always would come down to the freaking dishes. Nothing yeah, else. Always the, the fucking dishes. Someone like <laughs> deep clean the house. And the other yeah. one was like, but did you do the dishes this week? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm not throwing shade at either one of them because yeah. they they were good at like doing an eating. No, split. this is so our house. It's, it's right on the nose. My uh, yeah, my ex and I, we would always so argue about who was doing more, and it was like it was always like the dishes always need done, and guess who always does them? Me. And like I do them, like I said, with my girlfriend. I'm the one who does the dishes, but she cooks for me, so it's like I feel like that's an even, even. split. And yeah. we have a dishwasher, but I like load the dishwasher, I empty the dishwasher, I do the non-dishwasher things because I'm like she's feeding me, she's giving me sustenance. The least I can do is clean these dishes for her so like you know I feel like and I feel like it feels like you're doing the same amount but like not as much if it's something you don't really mind as much like she hates doing the dishes but I hate cooking so that would feel like more of a chore for me if that was like my chore you know what I mean or like even the laundry like we have laundry right literally right to my right uh there's like laundry right there and I have never had laundry like right off of my bedroom before so I do laundry like every other day I fucking love doing maybe not every other day but I love doing laundry because it's right there and I've never had it that convenient before so I do it all the time Mm. I'll clean the toilet like there are just like little things that I don't mind doing so it makes it feel um more even I even put all of her laundry away yeah for the most part like I, I will say there's a lot of times where one of us is super stressed or busy or whatever mm-hmm. and those are the times where we will go out of the way to do something even if it's yeah. simple like I'll fold her laundry she'll do the dishes she'll mm-hmm. like you know clean up whatever and that's when we'll definitely step up yeah so that's and important. that's the thing is like yeah when you're just trying to help somebody then I don't really care if I am doing more because I'm like very much willing to mm-hmm. despite our fight we're not we're not yeah. actually fighting it's just we're yeah just yeah and I don't know what it's called I don't have like well like I'm not promoting anything specifically but like I found an app on the app store the other day that literally you like can put in all of your chores for each room and then it gives you reminders once a week every three weeks That's cool. every three months like however often you want and you can split households with people so like you can be That's like okay nice. it's your turn to sweep every room or whatever you know yeah. um so I was like that's a cool thing yeah exactly. we all have to look into that because yeah this morning I like went downstairs and my roommate was like deep cleaning the kitchen and I was like I feel so bad but I don't wake up this early <laughs> like- yeah yeah and you also have to like look at like what things like bother you or what like when you and I lived together like it would bother me and you left like your spices out on the counter but instead of just like <laughs> getting like passive aggressive or like complaining or just being shitty I would just put them away every day <laughs> so then you yeah. have to get them back out every day but if it's if it's bothering you that much just clean up after people or like, yeah. talk to them about it like you can't just like yeah be shitty about it like just communicate uh or that was one thing I feel like I had to learn to do better because like growing up my mom was very passive aggressive towards my Mm -hmm. dad and like Mm -hmm. getting him to do stuff and then I found Mm -hmm. myself doing that like repeating that pattern and my girlfriend was like you can just ask me to do this Mm -hmm. and I I was like yeah that probably would be a lot nicer huh (laughs) and so now I have to like like nope don't make that sarcastic comment don't be a bitch just say hey babe do you mind moving this when you Mm -hmm. get a chance yeah 
yeah, it, it, it prevents a lot of uh, arguments down the line, I feel like, yeah. if you can just be upfront about that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you have this in, in your relationship dynamic, Gina, but another question we got was how to deal with when one is messy and one is a neat freak. Do you and your partner have that issue or are you both kind of about the same level of clean, clean versus messy? She says that we care, our definitions of clean are different. Like we care about yeah. different things. Yeah. So she's like a clean person. Whereas I like things organized. I like things in their place. I don't like when things are about, I, you know, yeah. and which maybe that like balances us out because every morning I would, I'll cl like pick up everything yeah. around the house every once in a while, like once a month, she'll do like a deep clean. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there's yeah, a way to make it more easy, like even, but yeah, I, I yeah. think we care about different things. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I don't know. I feel like me and my girlfriend are about the same and like the things that she's messier with, like she'll like let laundry pile up because I'm like a laundry demon over here. Like it doesn't pile up anymore. Um, so like that's not really like an issue. Um, but yeah, I feel like I am the same where I, I'm more of an organizer, not necessarily like a deep cleaner, but I feel like she what a has great her, reason like, to have separate bedrooms. Like always. I said, though true because mm -hmm. if true. her laundry's in another room I don't even have to think about it it's not in I my know, room but, it's not then, in my but space. then you're like care. you're like that laundry is just behind the door waiting for me no it's, I don't say <laughs> that's that you mind. calling my name <laughs> yeah, that's you Cheyenne hears calling the laundry whispering to her but Gina lets it lets the hollering <laughs> <laughs> um so another question we got was how do you separate the annoying roommate aspects from the relationship so like those things where one of you is messy and one of you is clean or one of you feels like the other's doing or like you're doing more than the other like mm -hmm. those kind of roommate things I would assume they mean like other things like if your roommate's not paying their bills on time but your roommate's your partner in this scenario like things like that right. how do you deal with those things well, that's, that's, what's interesting is that when you move in with somebody, they do become not just your partner, but now they mm -hmm. are also your roommate. And sometimes I'll like text my girlfriend and be like, Hey, this is your roommate talking. Can you send me this and do this, this, you know, like, I don't know, to try and separate it and just to make it like a little joke, but it is having to have really clear communication because you don't want fights about your like residents to spill over into your relationship so like there mm -hmm. it, you have to have a clear I definition of right. like this is a, yeah. a, a room issue not like an us issue mm -hmm. yeah I feel like hard. so many of these questions for me are hard because I'm one of those just like go with the flow people that it's just like how can there be any issues what do you mean <laughs> that's like, an issue because you need that, to be well, yeah <laughs> But like, you need to talk about it and not just. Well, yeah, but out. not even that. Like, nothing bothers me. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, that you know, is true. You yeah, know, like Cheyenne from living with me. I'm just like, mm. oh, yeah. they have left a mess in the living room. They'll clean it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, you know. So like, when I hear that, I'm like. What annoying aspects? Yeah, I feel like I don't know it'll what be those different are. when you're in a relationship. Well, if you are in a fight and something does happen. Is it appropriate to sleep on the couch slash in the spare room if you had a fight? I think it's fine. I think if, but this is me speaking as someone who's not done that. But sometimes you do like, I don't know, like I've heard that phrase, like never go to bed angry or whatever. And I think it's a fine quote, but like sometimes I'm, I'm not going to bed angry. I just like, 
need a, you need need a space. couple hours off. Yeah, like mm-hmm. no, I, that would drive me crazy. As just somebody who has an anxious attachment style, I would be up all night in the other room, mm-hmm. and that yeah. other my partner would be in the other room sleeping soundly like a baby, and I would not sleep a wink, and I would just be waiting until the morning until we could talk it out again. So that's I think it's yeah. gonna be different. Yeah, I think your it- attachment style. Yeah, yeah, I think one, it depends on your attachment style, but it also just depends on you. And again, everything goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. You guys should talk it out because maybe it is better for both of you that you go, you know, that you spend the night not in the same room. Who knows? Maybe someone will fold in the middle of the night and they'll come in. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, there's... Oh my, my heart. It, it's so, <laughs> it's yeah. so different for everyone and like how yeah just like what your needs are yeah. Yeah. yeah but like I do think like it's not like inherently bad to do that um no. obviously no. space like, is important yeah the space is important and it can help like you know you, you might wake up and be like why was I mad about that like I was just tired yeah. and needed some rest like that doesn't <laughs> even matter to me now but also maybe it'll make things spiral even more out of control if you don't talk about it's it and are just like whatever I'm gonna bad and yeah yeah so there's a delicate balance yeah I think the the key is like don't go to bed to avoid the Mm -hmm. issue don't just go into the other room and be like fine I'm sleeping in the other room tonight I don't even want to talk to you but just be like listen I need some space tonight we'll talk about it in the morning set the whole don't go to bed angry thing like I said good advice but also I think there's a you can go to bed if you set a time yeah for the you, next day, you know like to follow make up plans about to issue. actually communicate don't go to bed and then wake up and be like oh that was Avoid like this. Cheyenne you Avoid said everything. yeah you said oh that was stupid why was I even mad about that that's fine if you feel that way in the morning tell your partner that don't just ignore it and be like I'm over I'm it, over yeah. it. They, sh- they should figure that out like <laughs> tell them yeah I'm yeah. over it I'm better now you know like Mm-hmm. it just creates more issues if you don't mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff yeah yeah so uh how do you keep the sex alive when you're dealing with all this shit <laughs> that's another question we got like you're dealing with the weird the annoying roommate aspects the fighting the maybe not having enough space how do you you know not let that call back to our lesbian bed death episode. I was gonna say back to lesbian bed death <laughs> that up. Um... but like how do you how do you keep that alive and not just let it turn into a uh, roommates because that's definitely happened with me before where we became roommates (laughs) I feel like at first when you first move in though you go crazy because you're like oh my god we can like do it all the time and we could do it in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and then I think you kind of like get into you settle down in a in a way and Mm -hmm. to keep it alive is just to make sure it's a priority I mean yeah we've mentioned probably a ton in the lesbian bed death episode but it has to be something that you're actively like making a priority in your relationship and there's so many ways when you live with somebody to keep sex so fun, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even earlier, I had like an important meeting and my girlfriend came in after and was like, tell me about it. And I was like, no, we need to have sex first. Like that's more important to me right now. <laughs> so we had sex and then I told her about my meeting. But like, you know, that was like a priority, not like talk having this whole conversation about something I could just easily tell her later. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just like, sometimes you do have to schedule it in or be like, hey, like this weekend we're having sex or obviously they agree but like or like later today let's do it or some you know something like kind of schedule it in it doesn't have to be every Monday at 3 p.m we have sex but like make it make sure they know that like that's something that is important to you and something you want to get done and 
something that is on the itinerary and you don't have to do right. it, but you would like to. Um, and yeah, I think that's really important. And then like, like Gina said, you could do it in different rooms of the house. You could surprise each other with new toys. There are like a lot of uh, different things you can do to keep it alive. But yes. when, when you get like complacent, um, obviously that can take it away. And then also I've noticed, and I've heard this before in a lot of circles and it's, it, it's more so like with like cis hat couples. Um, but like, if you feel like you're becoming your partner's like parent, like you're cooking for them, cleaning up after them, doing everything around the house, like, yeah, they're probably not going to be very sexually attractive to you. So I think keeping up with yeah. those other things and keeping things e- like an equal partnership is going to keep the magic alive. Because once you start to feel like they're mommy, it's, it's not really going to go back. I mean, maybe eventually, mm-hmm. but like from personal experience, once you feel like you're doing everything for them, you're just like over it because you're just like yeah. I'm doing know. everything for them. <laughs> yeah. Like you just start to feel more like family, which is a good thing. But at a certain point, it's not a good it thing. So yeah. 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 So uh, that's uh, my advice for keeping the sex alive. Yeah. Well, now taking a total 180. Um, this next question is super serious. So sorry for the total tone shift here. Somebody asked, how do you get them to purge some of their dead mom's stuff only because our house is really small? And I will just say death is a really sensitive topic. And so I don't know that you can, especially because like you, if you get rid of that stuff and it's, you're just never getting it back. Yeah. And I get that your house is small, but imagine someday you get a bigger house and they're like, oh, this could have gone there. Like you can never, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like you can always get rid of it later, but you can never get it back. Yeah. And so I don't know that I would personally agree with asking them to get rid of anything, maybe move it out of sight, but you cannot get rid of it. Mm-hmm. and especially because like no offense but they could get rid of you but like if they got rid of that <laughs> shit and then they got rid of you they have neither but if they got rid of you Ooh. then they still have their mom's stuff so I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I don't know I think there are other yep. options um and maybe it is like maybe like hoarder level where you need to Marie Kondo some things like it's like a bit excessive but I'm assuming it's not uh and my advice here would be to one get like vacuum seals or figure out different like storage solutions that you could kind of pack rat the stuff away um mm-hmm. and then another option would be to get a bigger house <laughs> if you can afford it <laughs> or um rent a like a storage locker or what, yeah. are, what are they called like a yeah like a storage, like a storage locker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you could like rent that and store stuff there. And like, if you know, if they don't want to pay for that, if they want to keep the stuff in the house because they can't afford that, like maybe offer to split it with them or pay for it for them if you can financially do that. Because if you don't yeah. want the stuff there, you can't just make them get rid of it because they can't ever get that stuff back. Their mom is yeah. gone, and that's the last stuff that they have that reminds them of their mother. Um, and I there's also like. Things. If you guys have the opportunity, I have a cousin who I'm like pretty close mm. with. A lot of my stuff is just at um her house in her yes. attic. Just, you know, she has she lives in my childhood home, so it was like it never really left that attic, but you know, like if there's somewhere that they can put it, I have a cousin who I kept another cousin not the same one who we mm-hmm. kept a lot of her stuff when she went to jail like it's fine yeah. people will store your stuff especially if they have a full attic and basement or like 
full mm-hmm. storage area. That's you know? good advice. Yeah, half of my shit right now is at my grandpa's, and the other yeah, half is you at just my ask, mom's, so. ask around, you know. And if it's not, I would stick with family more than friends, just because you never know. Mm-hmm. My best friend is probably going to be getting all of my stuff, so I think it doesn't have to just be family versus friends. I think it's mainly down to who you can trust the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So pivoting from that, uh, another question is me and my girlfriend are moving in together after three years. Any advice for cohabitating? Like what to expect? Three years. Ooh. The only advice I would give aside from, I think what we've already kind of said in the beginning for expectation setting is that when you're not living with somebody and you're in a relationship and all of your time is scheduled, I think that it's a big shift when then you go to like your day to day, you're always in the house together. You have to like, like change your schedules to spend time. And so I think just recognizing that that shift is going to happen. And it is honestly, I think it's one of the most beautiful things when my girlfriend and I are both home kind of doing our own thing. And then every once in a while, we'll like pass each other, interact and then keep doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. But that is different than when you don't live together and you're like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to come over and do this? And even if they end up staying for a while, it's still like, it's not the same as when it's both of your space and you can be doing stuff and whatever. So mm-hmm. there is just a shift that if you've been together for three years, you might feel like, well, this is a little bit of a different dynamic. Why don't they feel like as attentive to me? And I wouldn't say it's just that when you get settled in and you're sharing a space, it's a different kind of vibe. And I, I don't know if you can embrace it rather than see it as like a, um, a bad thing. I think that's going to be key. Mm-hmm. And I do think like, you have an advantage if you've been with someone longer and you move in together because you know more about them, you know more about what they're like, you might have stayed with them for longer periods of time. So I think it shows an advantage. It's just, you know, uh, it's a new path, a new, uh, a new uh, part of your relationship to explore. So it can be a little uh, hard to get used to at first, but I think you are setting up for success. Yeah. I think you are set up for success with that three year of relationship behind you all right so our last question is can you have a healthy relationship without living together it seems to be expected I think this is interesting because I was just watching a TikTok or a reel or so you know some video of this girl who was living with her partner for a while and she posted like an update video about something and just casually mentioned that her boyfriend had moved out but they were like still together Mm -hmm. and all the comments were like Mm -hmm. oh my god what your boyfriend moved out you guys are in a relationship like what's going what's the tea what's going on blah 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 I think it's fine I mean to me it's not that weird mm-hmm. we're programmed think to think about that's it weird. but like especially if you want to spend the rest of your life together what's a couple of years not living together or whatever and also sometimes you know based on communication and stuff it just works maybe that person moved somewhere else in the country mm-hmm. and they're doing distance for a little bit you know like you never know the situation some people never live together RuPaul and his husband literally are like citizens of different countries and literally are married and don't live together yeah have you have either of you heard of the relationship escalator do you know what that is no it's basically it's like a very monogamous like kind of cis heteronormative but like mostly monogamous monogonormative I don't know um (laughs) term where it's like okay you start dating and then you make it serious and then you move in together and then you get engaged and then you get married um and it's just like following like this the steps traditional like nuclear family expected path and I feel Mm. like that is an example of someone hopping off the relationship escalator maybe 
technically de-escalating, going to a different step, but really it's more like a relationship. Like step. Like, yeah, it's like it's like one of those weird uh, travel platforms at the airport, <laughs> but it goes off <laughs> a bunch of branches. But we're taught like, okay, you move in together, then you get married or whatever. And if not, you split up. But it's like not everyone likes to live together, but they still like their partner. Um, and, yeah. you know, they, they're not good at cohabitating, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be together. It just means maybe they shouldn't live together. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it like says anything wrong about or yeah, I don't think it makes their relationship bad if they can't or don't want yeah. to live together mm-hmm. or want yeah. to come back to living together at some point in the future. I don't know. There are lots of different reasons why someone yeah. would do that. And it just like all boils down to like the nuclear family and like wanting to keep us like away from our communities and just like have it be like mom, dad, two and a half kids, and you mm-hmm. cannot rely on anyone outside of this little family. Yeah. So and I don't know. I think if you, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. know. I know people that like, maybe they jumped in too quickly to moving Mm -hmm. in together. Maybe they never lived with anyone outside of that person in the relationship. And they're like, I just want to live my own for a little bit Mm because I never even got to do that. You know, that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. there's so many different reasons why that could be something that you guys want to consider. And I, like we said, I don't think it's a bad thing as long as it's properly communicated and everyone's like on board on board and like feelings yeah like you know as long as there's understanding and communication there it's fine Mm -hmm. yep all right i think that wraps up the episode then um if you want to go like rate subscribe we got some like sweet reviews so if you could leave a review too i i like i know i I love reading them Um, they were so nice yeah. And you can go follow us on social media. We're at Sapphic Survival Guide everywhere except for Twitter, where we're just at Sapphic Survival. You can subscribe to our Patreon and get access to our Discord group chat. And that is patreon.com backslash Sapphic Survival Guide. And you can follow me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And you can follow me, Gina, anywhere online at the Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can listen to my other podcast, Um Hello, wherever you listen to podcasts for Jersey Shore Recap. Season two should be coming any any week. You can follow me, Sev, um, pretty much anywhere at Lucky Sev with two Ys. And with, with that, that class is, class now, is now dismissed. dismissed. <laughs>